0: And we're back with another episode of Content is Profit. And today we find ourselves in Boise, Idaho, which is extremely cold to say the least. And we came to an event and we've met with some of our incredible Content is Profit family like Bart Miller or Damon Burden. Uh, We've seen a lot, a lot of incredible entrepreneurs and it has been amazing connecting with all of them. So for today's episode, we're going to reshare with you our conversation with Bart Miller who came in episode 56, almost 300 episodes ago. And we talked all about the traits that build empires, how to become the attractive avatar, why he is the billion dollar cowboy and what to look for in the perfect coach. Guys, this was one of our all-time favorite conversations. Bart is an incredible friend now. He's actually one of my brother's coaches. Uh, He jumps on his accountability calls every single day. And it has really helped us move our business forward. So make sure you listen closely to Bart. And we'll see you on the next episode. Please welcome Billion Dollar Cowboy, Bodybuilder Champ, and hopefully after this podcast, not so much of a mystery, man. Mr.
1: Bart Miller. What's up, guys? How are you? Doing? So, uh, thank you, thank you for having me. What an amazing uh, podcast! What amazing interview. And uh, holy, holy, am I excited about this? So, I am stoked to be here today. So, uh, yeah, thank you. What a great introduction. Appreciate that. Thank you,
0: thank you thank so you. much. Uh, we we even pulled it the the country music on right there. That was a yeah, bet you know as a
2: cowboy, the billionaire cowboy we assume that this is your favorite music, who knows, maybe Pretty you're fun. like into rap or something else. Maybe, maybe,
1: maybe you like salsa or something, you know, we never know. You know, I like it all, there's nothing wrong, all sorts of great music is music to me man, so I'm stoked with anything, just uh, <laughs> grateful to be here today and hopefully we can uh, rock some people's world and have a little fun That's that's one thing I love about life is not being a fun hater Right. Awesome. No fun haters allowed. That's right. That's right. That's
2: right. Well, but extremely thankful for you showing up and uh, I'm very excited. So for those who don't know you, which I am assuming, you know, we heard a couple of your episodes and uh, you I feel like you like to stay in the shade a little bit and kind of hide it like hidden. Uh, So why don't you share a little bit of, you know, who you are, where you come from and what you do now?
1: Sure. So little kind of background, I and I don't love doing all these, but at the same time, it gives you a little bit of where I where I came from. So I came from a family that had not very much broken home. And uh, so for me, nothing was always okay. Like I, I don't look at life and say, oh, man, it owes me anything. So yeah. when I started, it was anything that I got was like, oh, geez, this is better than what I had. So I'm cool with it, you know? And luckily, I've been able to uh, take that mindset and keep building my empires. So right now, uh, we own one of the uh, top 1% Amazon businesses that are out there. It's called Camp Gurus. Uh, I also own uh, the largest online makeup school called Robert Jones Beauty Academy. If you go to robertjonesbeautyacademy.com, you'll see there's a makeup school there. That's also private labeled for uh, a little company called Paul Mitchell. Um, So if you know Paul Mitchell, the brand, they private label that school, which is absolutely awesome. They're an amazing company to work with. So I have created a lot of uh, ginormous schools and sold those, been parts of that. I've created a lot of e-commerce businesses, sold those. I've been in the space for about 15 years and um, I, I love to be behind the scenes a lot. In the last two years, I've come back into, well, it's been about a year and a half, come back into coaching, so now I am coaching a lot of high-end, top-level entrepreneurs and uh that's kind of what i i i love and enjoy doing more so than i did uh five years ago um i uh i'm in inner circle with russell brunson russell's been an amazing mentor uh, personal friend of mine great uh great great person to know but i've been a, i've just lived a really blessed life uh married have four kids Two of them live in Provo, Utah. My daughter and yeah. uh, her husband yeah. live in Rexburg and my youngest son, Xander, still lives at home with us. So uh, I'm passionate about sports and I'm passionate about mindset the fact that no matter what you put your mind to, if you have the right coach and mentor, you can accomplish anything. And so I've taken aspects of my life and I've proven that theory from cycling, bodybuilding, mm team roping, all different sports, all different mentalities, but with the right coach, have been able to excel in those very quickly and including business by hiring the right coaches like Russell Brunson, so on and so forth. How I've been able to scale my businesses and make uh, a lot of residual income. By aligning myself with the right people and investing in the right stuff. So I don't know if that's what you're after, but in a nutshell, (laughs) that's me.
2: Amazing. I mean, now this is going to be online, so everybody will know who you are and what you do. So, you know, thank you for sharing that. There we go. No no more (laughs) of a mystery, guys. No more of a mystery, guys. So, guys, if you want to find out Bart Miller, just come to the Contents Profit Podcast. And I I find this wonderful because, and, and this has been a struggle maybe for me internally, uh, a lot of people are like, you cannot be good at many things, right? You got to pick one. And maybe to start at uh, first, it could be. But just the fact of that description that you just said about where you started, what you do now, what have you done with your businesses, this is living proof that you can. And I'm assuming there is a recipe that we can follow to get there. And I'm sure we'll get to it in the podcast. So I just want to say thank you for uh, shy, like shining that light into that maybe that massive false belief for everybody. So uh, especially yeah. me. Now you, you crush that belief, and now you know the sky's the limit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think I personally have struggled with finding the, that path. Right, like what is that one thing I want to do? I mean, we grew up uh, soccer players, right? We that's all we wanted to do. We wanted to be professional soccer players. Mm-hmm. We got to the states uh, because of soccer, and when that didn't happen for us, it was like okay, now what, right? And right. I think and I think that's when our mindset started, you know, uh, shifting a little bit and we started our entrepreneurial journey. And the more I, you know, I think the more we dig into this entrepreneurship, I noticed that what you just mentioned, right? Like if you get the right mentor and the right mindset, you can achieve anything. So now I'm like, what other things I want to do? What other things like, I want to tackle and and it can be outside of the business world. Like you said, right? You are a bodybuilder champ, which when I saw that, I was like, that's super impressive. That story was super cool and also cycling, right? Like, like you said, those are, I don't think I've ever (laughs) known of a bodybuilder that does cycling like that as well. (laughs) So my question is, you know, how, how throughout your life, when was that point for you that you. Realize that it's like wow, I can be good at whatever I set my mind to. You know what was the Bart Miller pre-dad? Do you believe in the ten thousand hours that you had to put into one task uh, and just put your head down and and focus on one thing, or were were you always chasing multiple dreams to put it in that way? It's
2: like you read my mind.
0: I was going to ask the same
2: question. It's like we're brothers. It's like we're brothers. <laughs> <There> you- <laughs>
1: All right, so I'm gonna tackle that in a couple things for you. Mm. So the first thing is, is that when you, whenever you're going to become something or you want to accomplish something, you have to learn how to become that attractive character, which means you have to become the avatar. Mm. So I love the 10,000 hour concept, and I believe that that is true. But what's the truest thing that all of us have to realize is if you don't become the avatar, you will not be successful at whatever you're doing. So if you're too afraid to put the spandex on and go sit on a bike and have people laugh at you, mm. you're mm. probably not going to make it. Mm. If you're afraid mm. of being a soccer player and not being able to fall on the ground and flop around and act like you're dead and then get up and start running, probably not going to make it in <laughs> soccer because it's just part of it. No, I'm just actually. <laughs> like, no, the, the reason we're laughing is I, because exactly, here, here, okay, so. Like, there the yeah, is the la- the no, but, but anyway no I love this because the, the reason we're
2: laughing is we have my wife is Canadian and they play hockey like everybody yeah. so when we yeah. came into the picture that like you guys play soccer that's all you guys do you fall and flop <laughs> so it's yeah. totally okay we under, we get it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah in that world right yep so my point is is the thing I had to learn and and this is something that's very important no matter if you're in business no matter whatever you are, that you have to become the avatar. Now, I'm going to give you an example of this, okay? So if Batman at the very beginning – let's just take Batman for example. I don't care what character you want to take because I see you got cartoons behind you there. don't care Mm -hmm. what character. At the very beginning Mm -hmm. of their journey, was their outfit perfect? Was their language perfect? Did they even want to be the avatar 100%? Mm -hmm. And if you look back at that, they were pretty damn awkward. Like they'd put the they put the outfit on, but the outfit wasn't what it is today. It looked a little awkward. They were doing their superhero thing, but they were a little more like awkward than they are today. Take Batman today, he's a badass. Yeah. But see, he had to become the attractive character, right? He had he had to understand he was on a journey of what he was doing. And the more he but he assumed it. He wasn't afraid to put the outfit on and assume the role of Batman. So yeah. many times. Entrepreneurs wanna say, oh, I'm an entrepreneur, but only on Tuesdays. Mm. Well, there's somewhat that's okay, but this is the other part about it. You have to, in life, be able to be multiple attractive characters, especially in my life. Number one, I'm a dad. Well, my kids don't want the entrepreneurial avatar to come home and be dad. It doesn't work. So I have to change into the dad avatar when I get home. And I know this sounds crazy, but it, it really is part of life. Yeah. So when I'm into a sport, I emerge myself, total immersion into what that is. Because if I don't, if I showed up to play soccer with you guys, you're gonna smell me out in 2.5 seconds if I played soccer or not. You played long <laughs> enough, by hell you're gonna go, dude, come on. <laughs> but eventually, if I wear the right shorts, I yeah. wear the right thing, I say the right language, I start to kick the ball a certain way, you're gonna start saying, oh, this guy's starting to come along. Oh, look, he's getting further. Oh, wow, he's really transitioned. You see what I mean? Yeah. But, but it takes that, because we all know it, if you play any sports, as soon as the newbie shows up, you're like, That's dude, like, <laughs> if you would just wear your socks this way, it'd probably help your shins. <laughs> they don't have any idea. You know, people like, for instance, in cycling, Most people – here's a good example. Most people think that you shave your legs for aerodynamics. Not true. Mm -hmm. Have you ever ever wrecked on a bike on asphalt with long hair that the asphalt can grab that hair and rip chunks of your skin out? It's not the best idea in the world. Mm -hmm. But if your legs are smooth, it gives you road rash. You get up a week later, you're fine. Mm -hmm. Would you shave your legs? Yeah, I think you want to shave your legs. (laughs) Get my point? But it's part of understanding the sport. But if you don't emerge yourself into it, you won't know that stuff. So you show up as the hairy giant saying, "I'm never going to do that. That's so, you know, that's so not cool." Well, it's really cool when you have your first crash, and we're pulling hamburger out of your leg, and you're crying like a bugger for freaking four months. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but my point is, with your question is. The 10,000 hours always comes into play. There is no doubt because you've got to put the time, energy, and effort in. But the more you have total immersion and the more that you be assume the avatar and the more you have the coach that is bringing you along the way and saving you all those hiccups, yeah. the faster you win period
2: yeah this is amazing i mean one of the <clears throat> one of the things that we see often and we lived it right a few years back is like that res- that initial resistance to becoming that attractive character right and, uh, and now that we go back and we have these conversations with either potential clients or people that consume the content um if it, it feels like it's really hard for everybody to make that conscious decisions like hey it's gonna suck Right. So everybody is like that fear of, you know, sucking for X amount of time uh, and making that jump to actually start taking action. Like you said, perfect action. The outfit is not perfect. You know, the, the socks are not in the right spot, but start taking action. So what like what are some steps that people can actually do? Or is it I just need to realize it like men up, girl up and uh, you have to realize it's going to suck. And if you wanna speed up the process, there's different stuff that you can do like coaching. So is it a matter of like, it has to click right away or is there, is there a process to get to that point?
1: Yeah, good question. So it, it depends on if you're coming into it as a business or if you're coming into it as learning something new like playing the guitar that's just gonna be a hobby. Mm-hmm. So if you're coming into it from a business standpoint, my my coaching would be this you always need to have a little bit of experience. Don't come in as a newbie. Like it just isn't worth it. If, you, if you're not passionate about what you're gonna talk about and what you wanna do as a business for the rest of your life, I'm gonna tell you, probably not the right business for you, okay? And if that's selling Smurfs, I'm good with it. I don't care what it is, but if you have that passion to get your ass out of bed every single day and want to talk about this and have the energy that you two have we can go a long long ways right we can go a long long ways because with the right coach and the right little things boy mm-hmm. you can really excel but you've got enough knowledge and enough danger that you're going to do it no matter what yeah. that's what you're looking for in success okay because there is going to be pain like you said there is going to be stumbling along the way but you, most most great entrepreneurs i'm not going to lie they don't notice a lot of that shit. Like they, they think they're okay. Like, "Oh, I, I really screwed that up." Yeah, dude, that was like really bad. Oh, <laughs> shoot. Well, I guess we'll just keep on going, you know. <laughs> they're they're so they're so happy with what they're doing, they don't yeah, like they yeah, don't yeah. get in their own way. But my point is is that if you're going into it as a hobby, then yeah, I mean, you I would you can start a hobby with nothing and let things fail and people are going to laugh a little bit, but it's not so big. But I'm saying if you're going into business to make money, don't start a hobby and then try to create it into a business unless you're like hyper passionate about that hobby. But most people don't know. They haven't been in a hobby long enough to know if they're hyper passionate about it to not fail, if that makes sense. So yeah. I don't know if I answered that yeah. the way you want but or you needed it. But at the end of the day, reality is, is if you've got a lot of passion, you got a lot of desire, there's a lot you can do. So if you guys know, knew what you knew back when you were playing soccer before you switched… You both know you could have sold apparel. You both know you could have probably sold soccer balls. You both know that you could have put many little coaching classes on in soccer. And I mean, there's so much you could have done with that right there, mm-hmm. that you wouldn't even have to be where you're at today. And you still can, which is absolutely amazing about where we are. And you could kill it in all all these aspects, right? Yeah. yeah. But you had so yeah. much passion and energy that it brought your butts clear over here and then put you in a situation of, oh shit, what do we do? But I guarantee you, you still love to talk about soccer, or you would have never put all those years into it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, one hundred percent. You know, I, I think we actually haven't mentioned this in the program, <laughs> but one of our dreams, I guess, one of our dream business that we are planning to eventually move into is building a soccer academy. And you know, like awesome. we came from a system where we we never paid to play soccer in any team, never, right? And then we come here to the States and we know things are different and kids are playing, are paying a lot of money to be able to be a part of a team. And for us, yep. it was like, whoa, like that is crazy, right? And again, we have also a huge soccer culture. We had a, a soccer field, like two minutes walking from our home. We would literally go there and every day we could find people and play. So we're like, we want to bring that 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 passion into soccer again. So we're like, okay, how can we build a soccer academy mm-hmm. that allows kids to have the same experience that we had and and build that passion into them, right? And obviously there's a lot of other things that come in the back. But it's funny that you mentioned it because we have been thinking about it. It's like, okay, how how can we make this happen eventually? And I absolutely love it. And you were talking before about you know becoming the avatar and i think uh, this this topic i think a lot of people might be a little interested in because we hear a lot the fake it till you make it <laughs> right and i, I want to know your opinion about that um you know because a lot of times like my brother said we we were like we want to do ourselves we want to be us we are unique and a lot of the times we hear that like you're unique but then we also hear hey success leaves clues just follow the recipe and you're gonna get there right and Some people might think, well, but I'm losing myself if I just do exactly that one thing. So how does the fake it till you make it plays a role in, especially in the entrepreneurial life? Um, Do you believe in it? Do you don't believe in it?
1: Yeah, to be frank with you, I don't believe in it. So what I, I would rather you be vulnerable with me and flat out tell me, dude, I don't know what the hell I'm doing but I'm working and I'm gonna publish and I will follow you because you have integrity. And I'm like, okay, I, I will go. They, they got knowledge, they got passion. I'll follow these guys. But as soon as you start faking it, it's like, in my opinion, it's like lying. And I just don't think it's integral. Like it, you know, you, you're not gonna fake anything for so long and I'm gonna see right through it. Yep. And when I see yep. through it, you've lost everything with me. All credibility in my point. Mm-hmm. So what I'd rather you do is be transparent and coach those who you can't coach because you don't have to fake it with everybody. You just yep. don't. And when you're you, people will love you. People will care about you. We care about humans. You know, all this stuff that's going on in the world today, which we I'm not going to bring up because I don't even want to go there. <laughs> but at the end of the day, the thing that pisses me off the most is, is by hell, we're all humans. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't care if you're American. I don't care who you are. You're a human being, and by hell, I love you for who you are. I don't care what your skin color is. I don't care what your beliefs are. Dude, if you can help me and I can help you, that's what we're here to do, period. Cut and dry in my my personal belief, okay? Now, where we get off track is when we start to fake it and try to be something that we're truly not, right? So I I think that's bad. Now, in my world, I'll be clear, there's a lot of business people – that had no idea I was a cowboy, but I don't think I was faking that. Yeah, I went yeah. years. I mean, I draw, I dressed Russell Brunson for every one of his events. I style some of the most high end uh, entrepreneurs you've ever seen in your life. By the way, like amazing,
2: amazing jacket with uh, with the logos inside. Yeah, that that was a good call. You. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so so in doing that, though, people would look at that part of my life and say, "That guy is like." Louis Vuitton, high fashion, like all these things. But yet he's a cowboy like that makes no freaking sense in their minds. Right. But what they don't understand about me is, is that I can live different avatars and I can do them because I've done them my entire life. Yeah, I love it. So and I love it. But I, I I, I love that part of the world as much as I love being a cowboy. So my point being here is, is that I didn't have to fake it. Because you don't have to. You just got to be transparent with people, you know, and people laugh at me all the time. You know, like, I'll be honest with you. I tell the story all the time In all my bodybuilding stuff, right? I wear different things and stuff like that. But in bodybuilding, I get hit on by more gay guys than any platform I've ever been on my life, right? And that's totally funny. Like, it just cracks me up. It's not, it's like, but I make fun of it because, like, here I am, happily married, kids. I mean, to all these things, and these gay guys are relentless.
2: Like, bro, you look so... I'm like... If, <sighs> if there's something to learn you. there is a relentless-less of, of, <laughs> of these guys. Right?
1: But I'm like, thanks, but re- you know... But, yeah. I, but you have to laugh at yourself, and you just yeah. have to be able to love people for who they are, and, and be grateful that somebody even gives a shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, other people are like, why don't you block that dude? Tell him you're married! It's like... Yeah, you know that's a human on the other end that actually was kind enough to say something nice yeah Yeah. so you want me to go be an asshole i don't think so like dude thanks happily married you know grateful though that you that you made a message appreciate that yeah and a story right that's all i got to do yeah right if they want to keep liking photos let them. that is you know and i can ignore it (laughs) but at the end of the day i don't have to be a jerk back i guess what i'm saying i have to be authentic so don't fake it i'm not going to fake it and and say, oh, you know. Anyway, yeah. I hope uh, that makes. Sense. I love it. I, I'm,
0: getting, I, I, I'm kind of. No, no, no. I, I love it. I the, think it goes. Sorry, I think it goes. Yeah. Be authentic till you make it. Now, I think that's that's gonna be the the new one. Yeah. There, there's.
2: People there, will. Exactly. There's there's a couple points there. Like people are giving you their time, which is the most valuable thing ever. And sometimes we forget that, right? Because we're sometimes we might be aiming very high, right? So we're like, okay, that's where I wanna go. That's how I had to behave. But at the same time as you walk in that path, there's some people behind you that we can definitely help, right? And they're taking their time to either message you, call you, be aware, watch your content, right? Learn from you. And it's okay to turn around and acknowledge that, say thank you, it's like, okay, how can I help you? Because there's always gonna be somebody that's one, two, or half step behind you that what you do can help big time. So um, you expose that, that point, 100 yeah. percent
0: and then off of that i think that's a perfect segue wait, wait 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 before we go into the segue i want to share Ooh. a little story because <laughs> um, it, it, you know i like this topic of fake until yeah. you make it because i think i was there when we started right i remember the first time i went to mm. pitch a restaurant or services um the services that we used to offer back then i dressed up i <laughs> went to this like mexican restaurant and i was like put a tie you know like i got all dressed up nice and I went in there and I remember that I felt so awkward, like so of alignment with myself that even though we managed to close the deal, at the end of the day, I went back and I was like, you know what? Like, that's not me. I didn't present myself to this person. And I mean, the relationship that with the client, it was not bad, but he wasn't a dream customer because I think he he was expecting something else. It wasn't myself, right? So then after that moment, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna be myself. I like to dress, dress pretty casual. If someone cares about that, it's probably not my dream customer, right? So sure. let, let's be yourself, uh, put yourself out there. And also it's like you said, it's that, that confidence aspect. Like as soon as people know that you're faking it, they lose total confidence in you and they step away. Um, I, yeah, that, that's been that's- one of the biggest lessons, honestly, in this journey is like be yourself, be be authentic. Yeah. As cliche as it may sound. Once once we
2: made that that click and uh, accepted that that, like no matter what, just be yourself. Like everything started to flow and we started to attract the people that we really want to work with or re- or have mm-hmm. relationships with, and it and it has been amazing. So you know what what you're saying, Bar is is completely on point, and I think that's a perfect segue too. Okay, now that we adapted, okay, now that we identified.
1: Let me hit on two things though that yeah. I think are important for you though. I will agree with you to one extent on dressing up and going in and being taking it till you make it. But I will say this. Sometimes when you become the attractive character, you have to change the comfort of the way you look. Mm-hmm. You may it still was you. It was still you. Yeah. Even though the clothing yeah. was there. But sometimes if I'm gonna become a soccer player and just be me, well I wanna wear my pants and my long sleeve shirt and come mm-hmm. play soccer. Well, how far is that gonna get me? Yeah. True. Yeah. So there is certain points I, I have to agree with you, but I disagree with the with a little bit is sometimes when you're gonna become the avatar, you need to change a little bit of the the way your image is, the way things are to make things better. And they are better. Not because you're faking it, but yep. because that's the culture you're walking into. Yeah. Mm. And and I think there's a real fine line between that. Because even if I wanna wear the long pants and the long shirt and I'm a great soccer player, how many opportunities am I gonna miss or how hot am I gonna get because I can't play or so on and so forth that I really have to break my mindset down and go, am I doing this because I'm just trying to show people who I am or am I doing this because I'm really being an idiot and I'm not wanting to accept what's being accepted here? That's just one thing to nuke on. Number two is that um, when you, when you, When we look at anybody that's below us or we say that's below us or up us or however we want to say that, right? So let's say hypothetically that I don't reach out to one of these people, these gay guys, for example, that hit on me, right? And I, and I'm a real jerk. What I don't may realize may be that that might be Michael Jordan's nephew that I wanted to meet one day. And when I put a post out there and said, oh my gosh, I want to meet Michael Jordan, he could have totally said, dude. I could hook you up. We have no idea who people know. Mm. We only think of where they're at in their status. But we don't think about this humans network alone just because we think they live in dirt dirt poor no matter what. Well, that might be so-and-so's niece, nephew, uncle. I mean we don't know, (laughs) right? (laughs) And all of a sudden you're just like, I had no idea you knew like – Oh my gosh, that would have been like a dream. No. But you were a jerk. Yeah, you were you were this. So are they going to take care of you? Probably not. And I find that very interesting because some of my—I I mean, I'm not going to lie—I feel like I have a pretty dang cool rolodex, right? Amazing humans that I'm with, right? But I always get introduced to to these people by people that I'm like, how <laughs> do you know that? Right? You're just yeah. like. Well, I you know, it's just and it's a story but they know him so well and you're just like Wow, and the way you're introduced is so cool. So never 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 ever Judge the book by its cover. Yeah,
2: and I think that's like the perfect example because you know even having the conversation with Tyson right like we 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 saw him on you know Tony Robbins like had him on like on the that the the close of funnel Hiking live and we're like oh my god this is amazing and we connected through instagram and he's like of course let's do it and then he connects us to you and and that's how things were because we had no idea tyson had an amazing business in the background other than yeah. being an amazing competitor right and uh you know you like you and said
1: you know like did you know i built tyson's school out and did you know i took him to click funnels
2: we have no. Idea. You know,
1: I'm the guy standing right next to him in that Tony Robbins video, because that's how we all did it.
2: There we go. So had yeah. no idea. There we go. So that's th- crazy. I mean, this is a living <laughs> example, I, or, and had no idea that you were the guy that you know styled Russell, right? It was, yeah. like, it, it, th- that's the thing. Like, you never know who who you're encountering, and and in a lot of things that we talked about, about not just by creating your content but being yourself, right? And 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 multiplying your message. That's part of it, because as soon as you start multiplying your message, then you're gonna be in front of a lot of eyes, right? And that's gonna start to happen. So it's just going back to what you said about being human, right? we need to be nice to everybody. And, you know, we should know because, you know, we come from a different country. We come from a third world country. And if people were not nice to us when we first arrived, when our accent was 10 times worse <laughs> than what it is now, because it is, um, we would never be where we are or, or had the opportunities that we had. Or even ourselves, right? Coming to, a, coming to a foreign country, accepting that this is not our, our, not our home country, but it has become our home. We had to humble yeah, right. ourselves and be like, we have to adapt to the environment mm-hmm. so we can Love fit it. in with them. And that's the reason we sometimes, even in a room full of Hispanics or my wife is the only one that speaks English, we do our best to speak English, right? So those yeah. are the little things and little details. And thank you for obviously expressing that story yeah. and kind of following up on that point. And I think it's the perfect segue. Thank you, Fonzie, after <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes. Wait,
0: before the segue, <laughs> 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 I, I actually wanted to say thank you for mm. the fact that you that you actually took the time to be like, hey, I agree with a certain aspect, but at the same time, I disagree, because I feel like a lot of people, when they're in a conversation, they feel mm-hmm. like they have to agree with everything the other person say. And there's so <laughs> many so many valuable lessons, you know, that people might skip because they might be afraid of saying they disagree on something sure. so i just for the listeners i want to invite you guys to when you're in a conversation don't be afraid to say that you disagree in a point because that's i feel like that's where the gold is right now you know like sure. i'm learning now i'm taking notes and i'm like i need to stretch out of my comfort zone for sure you know <laughs> so thank you so much for that i really appreciate it. you're gonna it.
2: see him from now on you're gonna see him with like a blazer here on the show you know, the
1: t-shirt, yeah. but he's gonna have Great. a blazer if that's what he wants to do that'd be awesome <laughs> you know like i mean who's the most powerful woman on earth right now this is the this is the other part of the the big trivial thing that we got going on right now, but who who would you guys say the number one most powerful woman in the United States is right now? Wow. Yes? T- Trump's wife? No. Yeah, she's got a lot of power, but I would say more power is in this human. More power? I mean, oh. it. Um, Ellen? You're close, but I would say Oprah Winfrey. Oprah, okay. Oprah. ooh, that's okay. but, but you're close, you're on the right track. And what does she do? She's doing exactly what you guys are doing. Mm. He, she, she's given a platform, doing. right?
2: She has a platform. She, she
1: built a platform. She interviewed people. She was authentic on people. She dug in. She asked hard questions. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What What skin color is she? Yeah. But yeah, the most powerful woman there is out there, right? Like, And I give her kudos for what she did. She yeah. built an amazing empire doing what she's doing. So you guys are on the right track. And if it takes a blazer to get you there and become the david Lever- letterman or Joe, whatever you want to do go for it yeah, I mean, no. heck yeah why not right if it fits right you it fits right you
2: yeah 100. percent. Right. Yeah. thank you for that yeah, you thank know you. The, the, this is gonna be the whole fame of the episodes it's gonna go there together with tyson's because like again the, the the amazing value and information that's and and it goes through the screen not just like for your business but also for your life is some mm-hmm. things that like, these are principles that we can and frameworks that we can apply every day uh, to improve on relationships. And I know that you're, you're also big on relationships. And those are basically like my follow-up questions here.
0: The segue, finally. The se- yes, we made it.
2: <laughs> uh, right? Yes. Um, it's once you become that avatar, right? Once you recognize the situations that you have to become different avatars, right? Uh, who is responsible for that success, right? And then how relationships play a role in us being successful,
1: Yeah, so relationships, um, well, you've always known that who you're connected to or who you hang out with is very, very important. Um, Willpower Doesn't Work is a great book out there. I don't like to like I love books, right? And that book right there is a phenomenal one because it talks about the fact of environment, right? Mm -hmm. Environment, who we put ourselves with, who we attach ourselves with is always going to be the big deal. Like if you're going to you and I, if you both talk to me every single week we're, we're either going up or we're going down. That's really all we can take, right? But my knowledge is either going to help you or it's not going to help you. And you're going to know that very quickly. But mm-hmm. in that being said, if you understand that it's taking you up, then you want to attach to that because the energy and the generator, what that's going to do for you is going to give you momentum of, oh my gosh, I can. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is going to happen. This is believing, right? So I said this on an interview with Tyson Durfee, uh, I think it was yesterday, actually, he was in the house. Tyson was here yesterday and the day before. And one of the things we were talking about is, is that when I go to a big, big rope, and when I so did so rope my, you know, I, I'll call Tyson on the way a lot of times. Now, psychology-wise, I want you to think about that. Why do I call him? Well, I know that he loves calf roping. I know that he's a world champion. I know all these things, but what am I really looking for? What is Bart Miller's ego and what am I looking for? And if you really break that down, I'm looking to have him say, Bart, you got this Mm. because Mm. see, I need the energy. I need the reassurance from somebody Mm. who's been there, Mm. done that at a higher level than I've been there, done that to believe sometimes as much as we say, oh, I've got this. I, we still need some people to lean on that have been there, done that and say, dude, you got this. And then if I don't have it and I call him back and I'm like, oh, that's the worst ever. He can say, buck up little camper. Like it's not as big a deal as you think it is. I just got my ass handed to me here, 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 and here. So shut up, you know, and you're like, got it, you're right. Oh my gosh, different perspective, right? But so much in life, we don't think about our environment, the people we're attaching to, what we're, who we're talking to, And all of a sudden, we find ourselves in not such a good spot because – and it's sad, you guys, but it could even be our family. When we're starting out businesses, our families don't always understand. And that's okay. We can't expect them to. But the problem we have too is is we go to our family and we vomit all over them. Mm. Mm. Oh, my God, you won't believe – and they're like, (laughs) they don't give a shit. Understand they don't give a shit and you're not there to prove to your family that your journey is the best journey and that you're doing everything Mm -hmm. right. So quit vomiting on them and they'll love you a lot more. But if you're going to vomit on them, they're going to turn around and say, I'm tired of being vomited on and I don't appreciate it and I don't like what you're doing. And they're going to give you an opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So understand how to separate who you can vomit on and who you can't because they can call me in the same business and say, this is what's going on. This was so great. And I go, dude, I remember that. I remember my first $25,000 sale. That was awesome. Stoked for you, right? And they're like, yeah. (laughs) Or worst day of my life, my Facebook account just got shut down. My merchant account just got shut down. I'm going broke. Yeah, I remember that. Remember what I did. This is what happened, right? But they can vomit on somebody that understands. But you go start doing this to all your friends and family and it's like, did you just join a network marketing company? Because I'm t- I am don't want, you know what I mean? I don't want yeah. part of this right now, yeah. even though timing's not right. And I don't mean to diss on net- network marketing. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that that's the stigma, right? Yeah. But that's what we end up doing when we get into entrepreneurship or when we get into things is we don't know how to separate our environment. So our network mm. is very important to understand that we have a network of friends and family. We can also have a very good network of business. Mm. And they're a little different in my opinion because what I may call a favor in on you guys would not be the favor I would call in on my dad. Wouldn't work. Yeah. Yeah. As much as my dad may or may not like what I'm doing, it's like it's not going to work. Yeah. So understand though this. In all networking comes down to is how much you're willing to give when nothing is needed to be asked for. Mm -hmm. Wow. Because if I fill up your guys' tank, right, and I'm pouring into you guys all the time, when I need a favor, it's easy for me to say, guys, brothers, mm. I need a little shout-out. And you're like, dude, we'll do 10. <laughs> our lives. This is awesome, right? We, yep. we love it. Yeah. But if I just all of a sudden out of the blue, I just reach out and say, hey, guys, I really need this, you're going to be like – yeah, well, that's great, but like we don't know enough and what's really going on, you know? And, and wow. that's what you should do. Let's be clear. Yeah. So yeah. remember that relationships are just like, and they spend, relationships take time. They take energy. So don't just jump in a relationship you don't want to be in. It's like getting married to somebody that you don't want to be married to. It's not worth it. Yeah. Like it yeah. isn't. So when I spend energy and time on relationships or the things where I'm going, I want to know that I truly want that relationship, no matter if I never got a thing out of it. Yeah. Because I may well, not. Man. I may not. Russell Brunson's never going to do a drop. Well, I'm not going to say never, but <laughs> I, would, I, would never, I would never expect him to do a drop on his list for my high-ticket coaching or my Sponsorship Secrets Academy. That's not why I'm friends with him. Yeah, no. no. I, I could care less. Yeah. I mean, if he decided he wanted to do that one day, great. But at the end of the day... I love who he is as a human being. I love shopping with him. I love his family. I just genuinely love to be around Russell as a person and what he stands for. Yeah. yeah. Good enough. Yeah. Yeah. And now, if Russell needs something from me, like he wants to go shop, great. But if he never shopped with me again, am I still going to be his awesome friend? And we're going to do... be hell yeah, I am. <laughs> I like the dude. Yeah. Right? You see what I'm saying? Definitely. So I, I don't know how to – I'm kind of doing two things, sorry. No, no, this is great. Yeah, networking with you're networking your business Mm. and you're networking with your family and friends. Remember what you're doing with both. Okay? And just remember how you're working those networks and what you're doing those for. Okay. Now there's people that I meet on trips that are only for business. We have great relationships. We're great friends. But really, they know we're gonna talk business and I know we're gonna talk business. There's others, though, that are friends. I don't care if they ever know that I am the top 1% of all Amazon sellers, who gives a shit? Yeah. They don't need to know that. It's irrelevant. I want them just to know, like, dude, let's just go cause some trouble today. Let's just go have fun. <laughs> you know, like, that's it. You see what I'm getting at? Yeah. So just just be careful with that part of it. But your network is your net worth. Yeah. Let's be clear. The more you tie to those type of people, they are going to look out for you and they're going to rise you, help you rise to a higher tide. They just can't not do it because if you care about your brother as much as you two, I think, care about each other, you're never going to see your brother in trouble and you're not going to say, bro, I know how to pull you up yeah. and pull him up. Yeah. So when you have a friend like that, and if they don't, shame on them. They're really not a friend. But your friends in your network that are in your business bros or your your your, your, your business or I call them sisters, whatever you want to call them. I don't know how to say that, <laughs> you know, women or men, whoever they are, they're going to want to always be pulling you up yeah. if they have that capability or you shouldn't be aligned with them in my opinion. But, but at the end of the day, that's why you're going to rise to another level. So always be looking for great humans that care as much about, will care about you like a brother, not just like, yeah. that's it. You know, like you're just another number to me or you're just another, Oh, you can give me exposure on a podcast. Well, then I'm going to yeah. take advantage of that. Thank you. Thank you. But don't ever expect anything in return. And you yeah. guys don't, let's be clear. But you, you understand what I'm getting at, right? Yeah, 100%. So yeah. wrong. There, there's,
2: so, there's, so, there's so much juice in, yeah, in the last so like, 10 minutes. And one of the one of the things that really stuck here is – learning how to separate your environment and a lot of mm. times because we're so immersed in what we do we feel like that's the entire environment and people outside of that like our family have to come and like be inside of that environment so just the fact that you were like hey it's okay to split them both and it's funny because in my private life with my wife it's like that she's a pharmacist she wants nothing to do with entrepreneurship yeah. and I'm like babe we just launched the show for the last <laughs> three months it has been Amazing! Look at everybody that's coming, and she's like, "I hate your radio voice. I don't do not want to listen to any of your episodes, and that's okay." And you know, at Did first, uh, yeah, and then at first, I'm like, "Oh my god, she doesn't care." But the fact that she is at home, you know, with a baby while I'm doing the show, it proves that that. Is massive support. So when people is like, does Katie supports what you're doing? A hundred percent. Does she listen yeah. to your show? Not at all. But that's okay. <laughs> and I think one of the, my favorite stories was Russell and his wife when he was doing the crazy internet marketing when he was starting. The, I, I feel like the the wife felt that way. She's like, I don't understand what you're doing. I don't really get it. And then when she saw the impact that he had in front of five thousand people that first event that she went to. She, like, started crying and then she, like, she moved into that environment. And, you know, we see her now in some of her content and she's more, you know, I think she's even been in a couple of the podcast episodes, but that thing, like, you... You, we have to be okay with that. And at first I felt like, oh my gosh, like she's not supporting me because of that little thing that she's not listening to the show. No, 100%, like it doesn't matter. Like she's on her own thing and our environment is outside of our business. So that's why that resonated so much. And now with content that's gonna happen with, because everybody promoting their business, they're gonna encounter that with friends and family, especially if you're starting up, they're gonna see it everywhere. Like why, why are you posting about this now? Why are you selling this stuff? Like you should not be selling, by the way, we think that if you add value to your life, you should always be selling, uh, or to every somebody else's life, a hundred percent. So you're going to see that. So I, that's why this message of learning how to separate your environment is so important because it's going to save us a lot of headaches in the future.
0: Yeah. Uh, I honestly see this, what you just explained as like a breakthrough moment in my life. I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. Cause you know, we always hear like you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with. And I, I, you know, my, my dad always used to tell us, tell me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are. Right. So, but I never, honestly, I've never thought about it as environments in buckets. So I always thought, Hey, I have to share all my passions with everybody that's in my life. Right. And I mean, again, the, we haven't shared this in the podcast, but I, I honestly, I recently, not too long ago, um, separated in my relationship and. I think honestly that was that might have been one of the issues, right? So, yeah, it is sure. like looking back at it, it's like, wow, how key is is knowing where your relationships uh, stand, and that there are again going back to the avatars, multiple avatars within your own life that you can right. have multiple buckets of environment, if you call that way, um, for each one. So, thank you for sharing that because <laughs> now na- I'm definitely after this episode, I'm looking to, I'm going. To to evaluate every avatar inside of my life <laughs> and every environment within my life and see, yeah. okay, how how am I surrounding myself in those environment and how I can not only add value to other people, right? Uh, but see how I can elevate the, the, the whole environment by itself. So thank you so much, I really appreciate it. And actually a question I stem out of that as well, which okay. is, you know, when people are starting, we were there as well operating from a place of need so we knew the the value of relationships from the start uh we knew relationships are key right but at the same way like people approach and because of their needy they they want these things right um how would you go what i don't know i guess is what what advice would you have for people that are in that place of need
1: right now yeah good it's really good because I think we find this in our lives multiple times, and no matter what level you're at, right? So e- even as big of an empire as I've built, I always realize I can lose it tomorrow, mm. wow. right? Wow. That's that's where arrogance gets in our way is to think that we can't lose our empire or that we're so good or we... But what I've done is I've created a skill set that I can be very much transparent and, and shift if I need to shift. Mm. Or I can do things differently, right? Because of the structure, the Legos I've built. So when we're in need, what I try to look at is, is exactly what we talked about before. And this is the key part. If I give to you guys, and I've served you at a level of a human being should serve you, right? And I'm grateful, but all of a sudden, I I come on hard times, right? And I'm in need. I can reach out to those that I've done that and say, guys, I'm not in the best place right now. My Amazon business isn't doing so great. I gotta shift, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna start coaching high-end entrepreneurs. I need you guys to do a shout out for me. I need your guys' help. Would you be willing? Well, if I've done enough, right? Yeah. You're gonna say, bro, got your back, no problem. We got you because we know mm. two things about you. You're gonna fulfill, you're gonna make us look good, and by the way, would honor and love to do it for you. So what I tell people that are in need is go back to your Rolodex. Look at those that understand how to help you get to that next level. Make a deal with them. Like I may, I mean, I, if in that scenario, I may have to look at you guys and say, look, guys, I've got an affiliate commission. First month, I'll give it all to you for that shout out. Like I'm not asking for it for free. Now, you guys may say, dude, like we're happy to do it. Or you may say, you know what? Great. We're going to take that. Either way, at least I'm offering. I'm not just saying, hey, this is the scenario. I have no solutions to make it worth your time. So in a needy situation, always remember that you've got things to give. You have things to leverage. Don't be afraid to leverage them, but don't be the one that just is asking to ask either. Right? But look at your network, really dial in and say, okay, look what got me to here why am i in this scenario and what can i do to take myself out of it now i, I was I, so 15 years ago i lost everything i'll never forget when i laid in bed for a week and literally couldn't get out like i was just like i am done i don't even know what i want to do mm. i'm so mm. lost i'm in so much pain like it's just i don't even want people to know that i i'm a failure right and that's the things that go through your mind and, and, and I don't know what your belief is, but that's how Satan just beats the hell out of you. Literally, right? Is because when we're in need, we feel like we don't have enough. We aren't enough. Mm-hmm. This is brought upon us for a reason, right? And then we get mad at God and we start saying, God, why would you do this to me? Mm-hmm. Now, I wanna just wrap it up with this saying that When we get mad at God, this is the thing that's really interesting. This is an aha moment I had in my career and my life. I used to say, God, like, I mean, seriously, I I pay my tithes. I go to church. I serve my fellow man. But you're putting me through brutal hell right now. Why is this happening to me? Like, I'm doing everything you're asking me. I don't know if anybody's ever said that before, but maybe it's just me. (laughs) But at the end of the day, then one day, I remember I've, I've hired some of the most amazing coaches on planet Earth. And my coaches, if they're not like driving me to become my very best, I get a little pissy. Like I'm like, dude, like you only told me to give me 10 pushups when you know I could do 30. Like, are you just taking my money to take my money? Are you really, you willing to push me to that limit, right? And I'm I'm paying them to push me to that limit. But when God did that to me, I was mad. Mm. (laughs) The best mentor in my life, Grooming me to become better because at every downtime when I'm in need, I've always gone up. I've always made a better effort. But yet when God did it, and I'm not paying God, I would get mad. Instead of saying, Lord, thank you for being the best coach in the world and knowing that I can handle this trial. And not only am I going to handle it, I'm going to kick ass and take it to another level because I'd pay a coach to do that and you're doing it for free. Thank you. Yeah. Boy, changed my whole mind, changed my whole perception of am I really in need or am I just getting a challenge that the Lord's like, step up, man. Let's just go kick some ass, yeah, you know? Yeah. And it changes everything. So I would say from a mindset standpoint, you got to change that. From a financial standpoint, you got to reach out to your Rolodex of those that you need, that, that you know, that you could, you pour into their lives, that are willing to to put that into you, and let them know where you're at. Be transparent where you're at, what you're truly trying to do, and people want to serve you and help you take you to the next level. I don't know if that helps your audience, but that's how I'd go about it.
0: I I, I love it. You know, I mean, yeah. amazing story. Thank you for sharing that. And I think we've often shared a little bit about that topic here, which is that the power of perception too, right? Like you said either i approach it i'm in need or hey this is a challenge let's go baby right Hmm. and i mean it it happened to us when coronavirus hit we actually lost our biggest client nine Hmm. fitness studios goodbye and we were like whoa what do we what do we do now right and yeah i I think we've we've actually been super positive all of our lives (laughs) uh sometimes to the extent where people get annoyed with like how positive we may be (laughs) but that was definitely a challenging moment for us and we were like whoa like what are we gonna do now like are we is this it for the business um this guy right here i was like dude go take a walk because you are a little uh grumpy and i know you're not like this right and Mm. after we sat down we're like you know what it is actually an opportunity because look at all the free time we have right now that we can actually use to create this podcast that we're doing right now right and we're like, wow, that's an amazing opportunity right there. So we started doing the podcast again. This is when coronavirus first started here in the U.S. When they, when the quarantine started, actually. Yeah. yeah. And now we're on episode fifty-six with the one and only Mr. Man, <laughs> Bart Miller. Right. So how? How How cool is that? And and well, not only that, he saved our business, right? Because we
2: lost, and then we're like, okay, how can we implement like as fast as we can to save the business? Like, let's not, you know, because of different situations, we were not able to apply for PPP loans because we had no payroll last year, right? Like exactly, amen. I get it. Yeah, and it's like, okay, you know, we are, and we talked about this with Steve Larsen the other day. It's like we're between the sword and the wall, right? Like we have to move, we have to execute. Something, it doesn't matter. Is it perfect? No, like the Batman spandex is not perfect. That's fine. <laughs> right. And we launched the show live, technical issues. That's okay. You know, let's keep moving forward. Guess what? Out of the show, we had enough clients coming in because of the show that saved our business, double our sales immediately. And we were able to actually hire three full time employees r- during the coronavirus uh, experience. And wow, like, thank you. you <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so th- the fact that you tell this story is like, like That, that moment, I, I feel like three months ago, that was that moment for us where we're like, this is a challenge that's in front of us that we need to change our perspective because instead of something bad, is an opportunity to become something better. And if we do not have that belief in our head to move forward and execute and believe that it actually is going to happen because there's no other option, there's that one-year-old baby in the house that needs to eat we need to make yep. this happen. Um, so absolutely, thank you so much yeah. for sharing that story I, with us.
0: Yeah, I guess, like, I want, I wanted to ask, you know, like, because sometimes I see people that I'm like, they have so much mm. potential, right? Mm. But the mindset yeah. maybe is not there, or they are in that needy place instead of uh, with yep. the, the different perception. How or why or, or what makes people change that perception for them, right? Like, what what have you seen in people that are like, this is the, the thing that – That makes them click that finally allows them to to say instead of looking in a negative way. I'm gonna see it in in a positive way
1: Yeah So either they they they're so far down that they finally have to get rid of their ego So you know what ego stands for? Uh, I don't think so no idea So I'm gonna teach you ready I'm ready ready edging edging God out Mm. they're done with edging God out and they're willing to let him be the mentor we just talked about and give him their life to mentor Mm. and direct them we all have the ability to have that in our lives so when they finally get to that point and they hit rock bottom the pain of where they're out finally drives them to do something about it So if you'll learn this concept in everything you do. Pain always drives more than pleasure. Pleasure always gets you lost in your own ego. Mm. Pain always brings you back, okay? So when the pain outweighs anything, we will accomplish it because we will do anything to avoid pain. That's our number one thing. That's why if you can fix pain in people's lives, they will pay you a lot of money because yeah. we'll do anything to get rid of pain. But pleasurable things that we sell don't always sell as well. They should, but they don't. <laughs> in great times they do, in down economies, they don't. Mm. Because we're mm. always trying to pay, we'll always pay more to get rid of pain. But that's what they're finally at. <laughs> the people who are really, what do have aha moments and they finally wake up, are in so much pain that they succumb to God, or to whatever. They hear a story, yeah. they finally let themselves go, I can't do this by myself. When you were born as a baby, you had no worries. They were all taken care of because God did that. Not, yeah. you know, and, and we have a tendency to just edge God out. I got this, God. Don't worry about it. I got this. Yeah. Right? To a point, sometimes we get to where we can't even hear what he's trying to tell us. Yeah, Because of our own egos of where we're at. So my, 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 theory on that is, is that we can't save everybody. We're not their savior. But at the end of the day, if they will humble themselves and really find what they're looking for, right? The pain has to outweigh the pleasure at that point. They'll finally say, okay, I'm going to be open. I'm going to, I'm going to open my mind. Yeah. And then all of a sudden things happen. How does racism get over by people opening their mind saying there is no such thing as racism. You know, the, the how, how do we get over being a Democrat or a Republican? We become Americans.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. We, we we have all these things that try to divide us into who we are or what we are. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Last time I looked on my thing, it, was, it didn't say Democrat, Republican. It said American. Well, that's how I vote. I vote American. Yeah. I, I didn't look on it and say white, black, Hispanic, whatever. It said American. It didn't say a race to vote. Mm. You see what I'm saying? But We get caught up in so many things of who we are that we can't succumb to say, uh, this is what we are. This is all I need. This is what we're going to do, right? So – Pain has to outweigh the pleasure. I'm getting on another tangent, but pain has to weigh out. Yeah, that, pleasure. That, that,
2: that could be a whole a whole new episode hundred percent because wow. we, we well, I mean, we're coming from Venezuela, same thing, dictatorship like crazy, and, and that's yep. the thing. Like it, it was a thing that divided the entire country. And we saw it live. Yeah. Escape from that. Thank we, God.
0: We went from being one of the happiest countries in the world, actually, to millions of people leaving the country because of the division and everything that stemmed out of that that division. Yeah. So right. uh, Amen. We'll,
2: Yeah, we'll we'll continue to spread, you know, the message and hopefully impact the people around us so uh, we could be all human beings, right? Go back to the beginning. Human beings. Um, This has been mind-blowing, amazing. We obviously want to be mega respectful of everything and we cannot be more thankful of you allowing us your time to talk about these topics. It seems like it was a little bit all over the place, but that's perfect. It wasn't really like it, it... I think it followed the right structure. The right structure. (laughs) And uh, to, there's like what, to kind of wrap things up, right? Because I know there's, and if you're listening, go back and listen again, slow-mo, or, you know, (laughs) just put it on repeat because there's so many action points that you can take right now, not only in your business, but your private life uh, to level up big time, right? We talked about coaching. We talked about the secret formulas, uh, about, you know, solving pains, uh,
1: there, there's some
2: environments and you will see everything all the laid out in the, in the episode notes, but go back. But um, what could be like a quick action point right now? Somebody's stuck, right, in their, in, their, in their business, right? And we talked a lot about on the mindset side um, and business content, not being very comfortable with, with being themselves, the, the, assuming that avatar that they need for that specific environment. What is a very, what is an action point that they can do actually today to move forward?
1: Yeah, so great question. In my opinion, anytime I'm there is I have to find somebody that's 10 levels above me and do whatever it takes to reach out to them and get their input mm-hmm. because they've mm-hmm. already walked my path. And that's why I'm such a big 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 believer in mm-hmm. coaches mm-hmm. that are always 10 levels they've always made more money and it's a proven theory because, and we're always gonna be stuck somewhere. We're always gonna have these things, but to have another voice to listen that's been there, done that, is key. And I I, I would always just say that they've gotta find somebody that has been there that has understands the model to help them. And that has been my biggest blessing in my life is hiring and investing in the best coaches that I could possibly find for that reason.
2: I I think you said it there, investing. It is an investment. So many people see it as an expense and they're like, they don't want to go there. The second we accepted that, the first three years we were not moving at all. Three years of painful experiences after painful experiences. And the second we made that investment that made us uncomfortable, that stretched us out, of money that we didn't have and we have to figure out how to get it to be able to pay for this was the moment everything exploded and growth happens and we started to move forward. So yeah, incredible advice. we lived it. You lived it in your life and, you know, coming from you that you build these empires and uh, the people that you kind of hang out with. And again, that your role is not just for that. I mean, you've been where so many of us are right now and will be in a few years as well.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, good. So I hope that helped. Uh, yeah, not 150%. One, yeah. Fonzie
2: never <laughs> stops talking. So the fact that he's like completely quiet means <laughs> that his head is just like churning like crazy. So, yes, it did work. <laughs> I think this is the first time he's speechless on the show. <laughs> yeah. uh, but where can, we, where can we find you? Where can we find you? How can people uh, connect it with was- you?
1: Yeah. Shameless plug is the best part is I do epic coaching.com. That's my coaching deal. I do epic coaching.com. Um, my Facebook is like my personal is always full. I delete people try to reconnect, but you're welcome to always reach out there. Instagram, please. That's, that's a really good platform. I do a lot of stories and stuff there if you want to see my life is great. Um, but those would be the main platforms. Um, like I said, and I'll coach you on one last thing, if you don't mind. You got one last thing in that? I can of
2: course. Yes, please. do. So,
1: <clears throat> I feel like this could help, uh, you, maybe, maybe both of you or your audience and that's this. So if everybody will do one thing for me, that's listening, I want you to just test this. Now it's totally off topic, not even on with these guys. So we're, I'm going to coach you on something that's totally off but bear with me. What I want you to do is I want you to take a 30 day challenge and here's your 30 day challenge. I want the first 15 days, I want you to text your significant other or one of your great friends and I want you to send them something that's heartfelt. And When I mean heartfelt, I mean something like like I would say to my wife, honey, I saw you with our son today and the way that you interacted with him today just made me so happy. You're an amazing mother. That's the kind of heartfelt I'm talking. You know, honey, I saw you in those jeans today. Your ass looked amazing. Like I'm saying, wow, you're a hottie. Love you. Like um, I I saw you today working and I see how hard you work for our family. I can't tell you how grateful I am. That's the kind of stuff I'm after. I want 15 days of that
2: Mm.
1: heartfelt, totally, 100% sincerity from you. Day 15, I want you to buy them something or do something for them that would be 100% unexpected. So I had one person that I coached on this. Literally, his significant other, his wife, had never got to go to prom. So he rented a gym. He got a limo. He got a hair person. He put everything together, got all the friends there, asked her to prom, got her to change her clothes, put her in the limousine and took her to her first prom. Wow! Now, you don't have to go that big. There's other friends that have bought something that's super tiny, $2, $3. I'm just saying, heartfelt gift that no one else would know but you, that you get for them with no expectations. No expectation to get a text back, no expectation to even get said, thank you for the gift at all, you need to do this. 100% you're giving from your heart, no matter what. The rest of the month, you're going to go back to texting. And I want to see, and I want you guys to all come back to this podcast and let these guys know how that impacted that relationship and to what level it impacted that relationship. Because that, if you can do it with your significant other, somebody you love, is the truest form of networking. You will learn it at another level that you've never learned it before, and you will feel an energy that you've never ever felt before. How I learned this was, I was in Chicago, I was walking down the road and I saw a bum, and that bum had a sign that he needed money. And I went and gave him money, and I literally watched him walk into a liquor store and spend that money, and I was so mad I could have killed somebody. And my buddy that was with me said, you arrogant asshole. And I said, what are you talking about? He goes, Did you give with intention of him to do whatever he wanted with it? Or did you give with intention of him to do what you wanted with it? And I was like, well, I gave him the money. I didn't give him any criteria. Then he goes, get over yourself and let him do whatever the hell he wants. You're given with intention. You're given with an expectation of what you wanted and what you expected. And that is wrong. And I was like, you know what? You're right. You're right. So if you give, With an expectation, make sure you're damn clear on what the expectation is. But if you're giving and you're sending a text and you're doing things with no expect, no expectance of anything, then give it that way. Do it that way and find out what happens. Because guess what? That bum still, his life was still blessed. Even though I may not have agreed with it. Yeah. What I did with it was with good intention. But I made it with bad intention because I put expectations with it without him knowing what those expectations were. So I want you to take that 30-day challenge. I want you to come back to these guys because they're blessing your lives in so many ways. And here's a give back to all of you. And tell them how it impacted your life, how it changed your life. And then you will go to the next level. Guys, I can't thank you enough for letting me have this time, opportunity to be here. I've met two humans that I absolutely adore. You're you're Thank amazing. You. Thank, Thank you. you for being who you are. And I'm grateful that we had this time together. Thank you, it's Thank amazing. you So much but I appreciate it uh, yeah.
2: We're dad's gonna yeah, please go ahead and do that. We can't <laughs> wait to see what happens. Yeah. We will be doing it uh, I can't wait to actually put this in effect. I think is gonna elevate the relationship so so much more yeah. so so many golden nuggets and uh, yeah, definitely top of the charts in our in our heart for the episodes
0: yeah. wow speechless ha- content is profit hall of famer a hall of famer <laughs> for
2: sure like that yeah that's a title now <laughs> yeah uh guys. again thank you uh don't leave we have two minutes after the show is over but with that being said guys yes thank Woo! you so much for uh tuning into the content is profit show please don't forget to subscribe hit smash that subscribe button so you know when these episodes kind of drop and follow us on social media at the beast and
0: go follow bart Go to his website. It's going to be on the episode notes. That's right, guys. And if you find this episode impactful, which I am 100% sure you find it impactful, super impactful, uh, don't forget to share it. And and don't forget to leave a five-star review. Thank you, guys. Thank you.